Have you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Consistent Runner Girls Notable Peeps, the series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are coming true. You know those times when you're like, oh man, why did I just say that? Well, I've had many of those times as I've been editing this podcast. My name's Steph, and you're going to hear in a little bit more about my story, but I I wanted to share this little intro to the introduction. I'm so glad that this podcast is, is finally ready to submit, and I'm standing here in my bathroom before work because I was like, I just... I have some more that I want to share before I get it out there. But really, the big thing that I want to share with you is that this has been a a process that isn't familiar to me. And I realized yesterday, I was like, I am not claiming to be a professional podcaster. That's not anything that I'm claiming. But my only thing that I guess I'm, I'm sharing or claiming is that I'm just a girl with a microphone like sharing people's stories. So I guess I'm just, I'm just asking to maybe not be as critical of how it might sound because guaranteed there's going to be some rocky transitions and sometimes the audio I've tried to fix it, but it's just, I'm so loud and they're so quiet, but, um, but please just pay attention to their stories because there's little nuggets of information in each of these episodes. So that is it for this intro to the introduction. Um, now I'll let you listen to me and my, my dear friend Miranda. And thank you so much for pushing play and coming to my corner of the World Wide Web. I really appreciate it. And have a lovely day. Ready, set, go. Oh, what was I say? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Pod Talk. My name's Steph, and I'm the gal behind consistentrunnergirl.com. So let me just be honest with you. I was up until 2 a.m. last night um, trying to record this first episode, and I've spent so many hours on this first episode, and I'm here with my friend Miranda. Say hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> And I just played it for her and I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is going to sound great. I thought I was real in it. And both of us just sat there and it was fake. <laughs> and with just me talking, it was just like, a, like, I thought that I had expression, but it just sounded robotic. And I was like, I wouldn't want to listen to this. And so Miranda was like, Steph, you just need to be yourself. She's like, when you vox me, you're full of excitement. And like, when you're frustrated, you're frustrated. And I was like, Miranda, you know what? I'm going to record this episode with you. And she's like, okay, thinking that she was just going to sit there. (laughs) Yep. Here I am. (laughs) And and then I was like, no, we're going to do this together. So (laughs) let me tell you guys how I met Miranda. So last year, I had legit a 30 life crisis. I quit my job at the beginning of the year because I was like, I need to find my passion. If I'm going to be single for the rest of my life, I better be doing something really cool to compensate. So I was like, I need to have an awesome job. I need to travel the country. 
not just the country, but other countries, <laughs> the world, the world. Yes. Thank you. And, and along this time, I had the opportunity to go to Alaska come up and I didn't really ask questions about the job, but I was like free room and board. Awesome. I'll go. And so I went to Ketchikan, Alaska and worked at this um, fishing lodge called Silver King Lodge on this small little island. And I met Miranda. Yep. We had some good memories. <laughs> and Miranda had just barely graduated from high school. <laughs> yeah. How, we're 11 years apart. Yeah. <laughs> and so here she is. She's like, this is my first time away from home. Great. And I was like, sweet. Like I'm running away from life. And very different. Very different. <laughs> so that's our friendship story of really how we met. And while we were in Alaska, so, working at a fishing lodge, let's just say there's a lot of jobs that are, how would you describe it, Miranda? Uh, fishy? <laughs> Dirty? <laughs> yes. Um, and so, we had a lot of time doing manual labor. And so, to spice things up, we started <laughs> listening to audiobooks. Like, we were all listening to The Five Love Languages and mm -hmm. by Gary Chapman. And he has a good accent, too. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then we heard about podcasts. Do you want to talk yeah. about podcasts? Well, we just heard about it from this couple who came up and they were like a young, fun couple, you know, like very adventurous. And they were telling us about podcasts and I never even knew about them. I've had an iPhone. That's the only phone I've ever had. And it's just already on that the phone, but I just never even knew about it. And so they're like, yeah, there's all these free things and there's literally every category you can imagine and so then we me and Steph were hooked you know we had all this free time and we were just listening to everything <laughs> everything literally yeah. it's so true so on the island like the wi-fi let's be honest when all the guests were around it was spotty like you it would take forever for anything to download like snail status <laughs> and so at night we'd be like what are we going to download for tomorrow? Because it downloaded <laughs> faster at night while everyone was asleep. And so we would like look through and we'd be like, this looks awesome. And like, we went through yeah. so many things like that TED talk about the shoe, Nike shoe. Yeah. Just thing. the randomest. Yeah. And Love You Mentry. Like we fell mm -hmm. in love with Ty and, and Terry on Love, love You Mentry. Yeah. And Miranda got into Serial, and I just barely got into Serial, and mm -hmm. amazing podcast. So, so anyways, we're listening to all these podcasts, and as I'm listening to these people, I'm like, I'm like, okay, they, like, are just sharing their passion, and some of them, like, they weren't professional, and they said like and um, and it gave me confidence. I was like, I can do that, and so I started to have a goal. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast, and, and part of the reason, too, is I love to talk, so... <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just, you know, <laughs> real talk, you know. <laughs> yes. We're being honest here. <laughs> yes. I like to talk probably more than I listen. But um, so my friends sometimes make fun of me for this because I attach talk to any activity. I'll be like, oh, paddle talk, which is paddle boarding, sitting on, but when you like are tired, you sit on the boards and you talk. Or snow talk, which is snowshoeing and talking. Or fire talk, which is my <laughs> favorite, where I used to go up to a campfire or like up to a canyon with some friends and we would sit around and share with our, each other our accomplishments. And then we would clap for each other. And you might think that sounds cheesy, but it really <laughs> felt good to be like, hey, I did this. And then the, for people to be like, good job. 
<laughs> and clap. So, so anyways, where was I going with this tangent? You like to talk. Oh, so, yes. started a podcast. <laughs> yes. So, thank you, Miranda. You're welcome. Um, That's so, why I'm here. <laughs> so, then um, I had this goal to start a podcast, but seriously, I have been crippled by fear. Like, so it's been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then I would start on things and I would be like, oh, I don't know if I can really do this. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this until I start making interviews. So I just started emailing people and I was even a creeper and I called someone at their place of work <laughs> because I couldn't find an email. I was just cool people that their stories inspired me. And the, the slogan for this podcast is put on your shoes, do your best and believe in the impossible. And so just these rad people that just are believing in their impossible. And, and so that's what this podcast is all about. And I hope that when you come, you feel that sort of kick in the butt to to get going on whatever you want to do. Yeah. And even if not, like I know Steph was telling me about all the people she's interviewing and all of that. And I'm still so excited to listen to these interviews she's going to do because these are just some really interesting people. So I feel like even if nothing else, if you're interested in just different people's life stories. I don't know. It'll. I'm really excited for this because I think it'll be really good. Thanks, Miranda. You're welcome. I didn't tell her to say that, so that's nice. <laughs> um, so honestly, since I threw everything out the window, I honestly don't have agenda of what to, to talk about. But as we were listening to the, the old podcast, that first episode earlier, and I was like, man, I was like, this is sort of like online dating. Like, no one wants to write their profile because you don't want to sound like you're too braggy or you don't want to sound like you're too cool or whatever. And so everyone just sort of says, hey, I'm new at this. I or don't they know don't write, write one. Or they don't write. Exactly. <laughs> it's just blank. And so, so having Miranda here is good because it, it's not just me being like, hey, this is who I am. So... I can vouch for it, you know. If she says something fake about herself, I'll chime up. <laughs> Thanks. This is a fact checker. But um, my my friend Jill told me the other day, she's like, Steph, you know, you might be not be the best at being consistent, but you're the best at coming back and consistently trying again. And I was like, Jill, I'll take it. Thank you. Like... And, and so even though it really is a weakness, like if you read my blog, Consistent Runner Girl, like... I am not consistent in my posting. And you might be like, why the heck did you call yourself consistent runner girl then? You're persistently consistent. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the reason I called it myself consistent runner girl is because I had a roommate who once, she jokingly said this, but she's like, Steph, your biggest challenge or like your biggest struggle in life is being consistent. And the day that you master that, you're going to die. And I was like... <laughs> how dare you? Like, I'm not going to die. And I was like, and I'm stubborn. So I was like, I'll show you. And so when I was creating a blog name, I was like, hmm, what should I name myself? And then I thought of psychology and the self-fulfilling prophecy of if you think you're something, you'll become something. And I was like, oh, consistent runner girl. <laughs> and sort of out of spite too. But, but that's the thing. Like, it is my struggle. And, and... I'm, I, I always get like gung-ho about things and then I lose that passion. So I guess I'm an expert on how to not be consistent, but <laughs> one day, hopefully I'll be an expert on being consistent. 
Yeah, at least you keep trying. Coming back, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Miranda. (laughs) So, I don't really have anything to talk about. Why don't you share how you're impossible? Okay, so this is the thing. Miranda and I were just talking about this because as I was listening on the other episode, I'm like, I've shared this story so many times. And I'm like, I'm frankly, like, sick of this story. And, And so... Basically, I'm going to tell you, like, my impossible in two sentences. I <laughs> ran a marathon. I passed out. I woke up in the ambulance. My time was super slow. But you I, passed out 400 feet from the finish line. Oh, yeah. I passed out 400 feet from the finish line, which made me be like, are you serious? 400 feet? <laughs> Kept me from the stupid goal. Um, but, but after that, I just had a desire to qualify for Boston. I wanted to... I think, like, at first it was like... I felt embarrassed of my time because I was at over eight hours and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to totally be fast enough. But after a while it became, I love running and I love the excitement that comes of improving and, and getting faster. And so, so really the, this has been my goal for, it's been eight years now. And, and one year the, the thing that really changed was, I heard about a guy who talked about how he wanted to learn the piano. And this is actually longer than two sentences. So I like to talk. So sorry, I'm going <laughs> off on this tangent now. But but this guy wanted to learn how to play piano. And he prayed before and after he practiced. And that became a talent that he had. And, and I really looked at that. And I was like, that's so simple. But I was like, can God really help me run faster? Like, he's probably so busy. Does he really care about Steph Jemima Scholl? Yes, that's my full name. Well, maybe not <laughs> Jemima. I want it to be one day. But like, does he really care uh, about helping me run faster? And so I experimented. I tested it out. And in just a couple of weeks, I really had shaved off um, from one of my long runs. I shaved off 13 minutes and, and it was one of those things where I was like, I knew it wasn't me. And so, um, so in trying to have this be in a nutshell, I, my next marathon that I ran, I did it in four hours and 37 minutes. And yes, there were many years in between these marathons of going from eight hours to four hours and 37 minutes. But at the end, it was like one of those things where I was like, I just knew that God helped me. And anyone I talked to, whether they're religious or not, I just, and they would ask about the marathon. I would be like, I would be like, seriously, I, I got help. And, and that's where my whole thing of like that, like of believing in the impossible and with God, all things are possible really came, came about. So that's my impossible, but, um, and, and that's the thing, like I, I'm not there yet. And I am even consistently running right now, guys. I have a Monday, Wednesday person and a Tuesday, Thursday person that I go running with. And Four days of the week, I'm waking up at 5 a.m. And it is not easy to wake up at 5 a.m. and go bust your butt in the cold. But I'm, I'm doing it. And, and, um, you know, I struggle with, like, I love sweets. Miranda does too. Yes. <laughs> we can pound the cookies. And so, so it's like I have these two battles where I'm like, I want to get faster. But then I'm like, I, I give into the moment, you know? And so the, these are my, my struggles. And, and also I'm going to be honest. I look at these runners that are naturally very slender and long legs and I'm short. And my grandma just described me as being a thick child, which is a nice way of saying like 
I'm not the the most slender person in the <laughs> bunch, but I don't like the word fat, so I don't ever want to say that. You know, like I just don't feel like that's a good word. <laughs> I'm not the most slender, but <laughs> hey, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but I am uh, thick. So I uh, I also feel insecure when I tell people that have qualified for Boston my goal because I feel like they look at me like, oh yeah, like you you aren't gonna be able to do that, but but nice try. But um, as I've worked on my running, as I see myself get faster, the thing is, if I never qualify, that's okay. Um, I mean, I let's be honest, I would be sad, but. But I, I don't think that this is really necessarily about qualifying, but about trying to, to be better, trying to run faster, trying to have my body be healthier. And, and I hope that it happens one day, but, um, but you know, things happen in life. So, um, so yeah, that's my story. I'm not normally that vulnerable about saying I get insecure around like the slender runners. I remember, um, the marathon that I did with that, I got four hours and 37 minutes at the very top of the starting line. I was like, I don't belong here. I was like, all these runners, runners are so skinny. Like I do not belong here. And you know, looking at pictures of me at the start of that finish line, I like, I look like I'm fit, you know, but it's just that mentality of, um, overcoming that feeling of not belonging and not being good enough. And, and, and I think that, yeah, that might be my, um, struggle that I have with running, but I feel like so many people have things that, that they're dealing with. And that's where really the impossible thing comes about. And, and it's not necessarily like some huge grand thing, but like, like literally, Anything. Anything. Like, it can be debt that you're in. Like, I've been in debt before, and I remember just sobbing some nights and being like, I'm never going to get out of this debt. Or it can be being around someone that you are just struggling to love. Like, that, it, it, it's tough when (laughs) you are just like, this person is not easy to love. I don't want to have to deal with them. That can be impossible. Um, the list can go on and on and on. And actually in that first podcast, I like went on for five minutes, <laughs> every scenario. This could be your impossible. This could be your impossible. Yeah. Like, but I really like how before, like Steph always says, sometimes your best is just getting out of bed and tying on your shoes. And I think that's also a very good and real aspect of what someone's impossible could be because there are some people who that really is their best. And if that's your best, then, you know, that's your impossible. And it can just range from the littlest things to the big things. And they're all just, you're impossible, you know, it's just the way you view things and it's different for everyone. How do you end these things? Um, well, this is my first episode. So, I do don't a little really jingle. Know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, let me, let me give a shout out for the next episode. The next episode is going to be with a man that he not only went to all 50 states, but he ran a marathon in all 50 states. And that's over a thousand miles. I think it's like 1300 miles, but I don't know if my mm-hmm. math's right. Um, and he has only one leg. That's right. So makes me feel like a wimp for <laughs> no, crying about running two so, miles. <laughs> so 
I first saw this guy, I was running last year. I ran the Ogden Marathon and it was the worst experience of my life. I have never been so cold. My time was terrible. I just wanted to quit. And then we had like three miles left. And this guy with one leg came by and we were like, oh, great. Now, like this guy with one leg is passed up, (laughs) you know? And so afterwards, to make myself feel better about the marathon, I was looking on Instagram to see if everyone had as bad of an experience as me because, you know, misery loves company. And and some people did. They were like, this race was terrible and different things. And I was like, yeah. Um, And then there were people that were like, this is the best. I was like, they're too positive. But anyways, I came across his Instagram. It's called On My Last Leg. And I just messaged him a couple weeks ago. I know. And he just accomplished his 50th marathon in January. So I'm so excited for this interview. So come and, well, I guess that will be posted with this one. So check out episode number two. And then also just remember to put on your shoes, do your best, and believe in the impossible. Thanks for listening, guys. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are coming true. Thanks again for pushing play and listening to this episode. If you want more information about today's guest, head over to www.notablepeeps.com. Notable Peeps.